Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions, even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Mint Mobile. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash freak. That's mintmobile.com slash freak. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash freak. Upfront payment of $45 required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on their first three-month plan only. Speeds are slower, above 40 gigabytes on an unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time once again for a little Freakonomics Radio, that moment every couple of weeks where we talk to, this time, Stephen Levitt, the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name. It is The Hidden Side of Everything. Dubner is, I guess, out of town. Uh, Levin, how are you? I'm doing great. So listen, I have a little piece of paper in front of me. It says we're going to talk about poker today, and I am shocked to find out there's gambling going on at Freakonomics World Headquarters. Oh, well, poker's one of my all-time favorite things. Seriously? All gambling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my father introduced me to it early on when I was no more than five or six. He would go out and, and play poker with his friends. Yeah. And if he won, he would leave a $5 bill in the keyhole of my door. And no if he way. lost, he wouldn't leave anything. And so I very early on developed positive associations <laughs> with gambling that you only won and you never lost. But, but here's the thing. And I'm, I'm a little shocked to discover that you are a poker player because really it's it's like a game of luck, right? I mean, you, you deal some cards and boom, you're done. Yeah, if poker were a game of luck, I definitely would not be a fan. You wouldn't get me in, catch me anywhere near a craps <laughs> table or a roulette table. But poker is so obviously a game of skill. That's like a declarative statement. Prove it, right? I mean, how do you know? You kind of know if you've ever played poker that that uh, some guys are good at and some guys are bad. I at have it. to say here, I have to say here, I'm a horrible poker player. I'm just a really bad gambler. But really, I, well, that's good to know because I think you and I are going to have to sit down at the table <laughs> the next time we're together. Then. Um, but but beyond just experiencing poker, we've actually written uh, a couple papers. One was a simple paper that just looked at outcomes in the World Series of Poker. So every summer, yeah. The, best poker players in the world convene. And the great thing about poker tournaments is if you pay your entry fee, you, you get to play. It's not You don't have to qualify. You don't have to be any good. And a lot of bad players play along with the good players. And so not surprisingly, really, to someone who plays poker, that the good players did very well and earned positive returns. And, and the bad players, the guys like me who show up and think it would be fun to play with the good players, end up losing a lot of money. Now, all right. So if that was the simple paper you just described, uh, what's the complicated paper in, in, in layman's terms? So this is a special data set 
set with with 12 million hands of online poker. And what makes it special is that we actually get to see the whole cards, the hidden cards that the players have, because it was given to us by the online poker site. And so we can analyze the skill of, of the play in a way that others never have been able to. And indeed, we show on every single test that we can think of doing that uh, skill really predominates over luck when it comes to no limit hold'em poker. So what are we supposed to take away from this? That it's okay to do this if you know what you're doing, but it's not if you're not? Well, it's a, it's a crazy politicized issue now, which is hard to understand, which that Congress has made it more or less illegal to play games of luck over the internet for real money. And so there's been a lot of litigation going on, and the biggest poker sites got shut down in what was called Black Friday. <laughs> for those of you in the game. <laughs> and exactly. And so uh, there's a interesting decision handed down in a recent case by a legendary judge named Jack Weinstein, who has really turned over a lot of the existing legal thinking by judging that poker is a game of skill and looking at it in much the way an economist would look at it. And so we've been thrust into this new world where no one really knows what's going to happen next with uh, online poker. Well, what should happen next? I mean, should it just be legalized? Because there are people who have problems with this stuff, right? I mean, there are gambling addicts and all that. Well, it's, what's funny is that the government has taken a hard line against online gambling, and yet at the same time, uh, there are state-run lotteries and there are state-approved casinos. So it doesn't seem really that the government is morally against gambling. It seems more like the government is morally against gambling that doesn't lead to direct revenues for the government. So it seems to me if the government wants to be in the business of controlling and monopolizing gambling, then the government should do a better job of putting together some good internet poker sites so that uh, the people who want to play poker are able to play. (laughs) You know what I think? What do you think? I I think you actually just did this research so you can play more poker. That's what I think. (laughs) Stephen Levitt, Freakonomics.com is the website. He's back. Probably not him, actually. Dubner's probably back in a couple of weeks. Stephen, thanks a lot. Thanks, Kai. It's been great. In our next Freakonomics Radio podcast, you'll hear Steve Levitt talk about the time he grew cherry tomatoes at home at a cost of about 15 bucks a pop. Why do so many of us love to do so much low-paid manual labor at home that we'd never do for somebody else? That's a question I think that really an economist can answer. That's a question for a psychoanalyst, I think. That's coming up on the next Freakonomics Radio podcast. Make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Cars.com. Have you heard about the Your Garage feature on Cars.com? 
Here's how it works. You add your car to your garage to track its market value and cash in when the time is right to sell. Track both your car's historical and projected value. When it's time to sell, easily secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. 